to be in touch with the podcast so that you can ask questions and contribute there, too. We're working on that now. Anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day, one and all. Remember, John Katz is up next. Katz at night. Keep it here on WABC. We are New York. We are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New Jersey. We are New York strong, and we love New York. And the United States of America, a nation like no other in history. God bless and protect you and your family. And please look with special favor on those suffering in Ukraine. We will be back tomorrow. Keep it here on WABC Talk Radio 77. We'll see you tomorrow at 4. Bye. WABC Radio is proud to celebrate 100 years. From October 1st, 1921, to music radio, to talk radio's crown jewel, worldwide and beyond. WABC. WLIRFM Hampton Bays. From around the world to around the block, this is a WABC 77 second news update. 51 degrees, cloudy at 5 o'clock. Good afternoon. I'm Bob Brown. The top five at five. Very, very big gap in peace talks to settle Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That's how one Western official sums up the negotiations. The fourth round of peace talks, which is being conducted virtually, has been underway since Monday. Russia has seen up to 28,000 troops killed, wounded, or captured in Ukraine, around a fifth of its fourth, U.S. says, as invasion stalls on all fronts, but shelling of cities continues. Just when you thought we were turning the corner on COVID, the World Health Organization says the global rise in COVID cases is just the tip of the iceberg. Governor Hochul to pitch changes to bail reform law as part of sweeping public safety plan. And Mayor Eric O. Adams enjoys a Guinness on morning St. Patrick's Day pub crawl. Rangers hosting the Islanders at the Garden. Cats up night up next on 77 WABC. Forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center tonight. Rain tapering off. Low 54. Tomorrow sunny. Temperatures getting into the lower 70s. Right now cloudy outside the 77 WABC Midtown Manhattan Studios. I'm Bob Brown. Traffic and transit next. Remember the news never stops at WABCRadio.com. WABC Traffic and Transit. In the subways, MNR trains running on the express track in Queens between Queens Plaza and Jackson Heights, Roosevelt Avenue, both directions. Someone struck by a train at 46th Street and Broadway. Also, seven trains are running with delays in both directions after the fire department extinguished a building fire near Main Street. Fifth Avenue, 48th, 86th, starting to open up. The St. Patrick's Day Parade now starting to wind down. I'm Bob Brown with your 77 WABC Traffic and Transit Update. Talk Radio 77. WABC. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here, and uh, this is the number one show at 5 o'clock. We, we, uh, we work hard to make sure you know what the heck is going on uh, in the studio. We have a common sense Democrats today. No common sense Republicans. We have uh, you. We have, we, I'm not a Republican. I'm an, I'm I'm an, an independent. I'm oh. an independent as well. Uh, okay. We have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, and we have Governor David Patterson, and my sidekick, Lydia Serrani, and 
I, John Katzmatidis, and and this is a TriCast, AM 970 The Answer, WABC uh, 770, and WLIR, and we're up and down the East Coast into Canada and Northern Europe. And uh, tell us about your show today. Today, happy St. Patrick's Day. Judge Weinberg. I'm wearing my well, green tie. Happy Purim. <laughs> is it? I, you <laughs> what know, kind of Jew I, are you? You, know, the guy, you kind don't of, even know. I have to tell you. Who knew? Who knew? I knew enough to wear a green tie today, didn't I? All right. <laughs> Lydia, top, what do we have? Top of the evening to you. Okay, so we're going to have uh, Bill O'Reilly. He's an acclaimed journalist, and he's going to break everything down for us about what's going on in the world today. Then we'll be speaking with Senator Alphonse D'Amato, Steve Moore, and we'll also be talking to Governor Patterson about the 10-point plan for bail reform. Possibly is Albany's armor cracking? So much to talk about, but first, let's get over to Bill O'Reilly. He is a prolific writer. What, 19 million books sold? Killing the Killers? Is 90, the, 90%, 90% oh. Irish. 10% Viking. That explains a lot. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, how's it going? You know, it's a busy St. Patrick's Day. We got some Irish weather here in the Northeast. They call it a soft uh, weather over in Ireland. Uh, doesn't bother me. About 150,000 people showed up for the St. Patrick's Day parade despite the uh, rain, and uh, it's a great day for the Irish, as they say. It was a beautiful day as far as uh, at least we had a parade. At least uh, we showed that uh, the Irish are tough. They're out there regardless of rain, sleet, snow, or shine. Yeah, we don't have really much choice because nobody wants us indoors, you see. <laughs> they, they want, why don't, it, my mother used to say, why don't you go out and play? Hey, Mom, it's 2 in the morning, you know, that kind of thing. You know, they don't want us inside. Well, Bill O'Reilly, being that you're 90% Irish, were you offended by President Biden when he said, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid? Uh, is that what he said? I didn't hear that. Yes. When did he, when he, did just, he say that? He you just can't make it, it up. You he can't just make it said up. it a little while ago. He said, I may be right? Irish, I but may I'm be not Irish, stupid. But I'm not stupid. Yeah. Uh, so that implies that all the Irish people are stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel sorry for Joe at this stage. Uh, he's like that uncle that you see once a year, and you're just going, what time is it? Um, yeah. But I have a very interesting background. At, uh, we do get into this tonight at 9 o'clock on uh, Common Sense on WABC. But just very briefly, on my mother's side, that's Drake Kennedy, and the Kennedys settled in Yonkers. And on my father's side, obviously, that's O'Reilly, and my grandmother's name was McLaughlin. And so my mother's side came over third ship after the Mayflower, if you can believe that early in the 17th century. And my father's side came over in the 1880s, two 16-year-old twin boys. Uh, Mother could not support them because the English crown seized our land. My ancestors were farmers in County Cavan. And they couldn't pay the land tax to London, so British soldiers just evicted them. And Rose uh, Riley, that was her name at the time, um, couldn't support the two boys, John and James, put them on the SS Arizona in Gulf. They sailed to Brooklyn, and that's where my father's family stayed. My father was born and raised in Brooklyn on West Street. And uh, that is the heritage of the O'Reillys. When the uh, PBS program Finding Your Roots did the study of me, 
the host, Gates, Professor Gates, said, of all the shows they've ever done, I had the purest bloodline of anybody ever on their program. And it is amazing, hundreds of years, the O'Reilly's slash Drake's Kennedy's can be in the country and we're 90% Irish. And that is incredible. It is incredible. Uh, Bill, Bill O'Reilly, have you heard anything new? I mean, we, we're, cele- we're busy celebrating in New York. And, uh, and uh, have you heard anything new going on in the world? Well, I mean, right now we're in a holding pattern with the uh, Putin uh, situation because the Russian army is stalled uh, in its uh, attempt to break the Ukrainians. That's the headline today. The army is stalled. And now, you know, we're looking at this thing going. uh, Putin probably thought it was a two-week campaign, and it could be longer than two months. So that's a big story. And otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to process this Joe Biden remark about the Irish. I did not know that. I should have known it, but I'm, you know, I'm just so busy putting stuff together that I, I missed it. But I think that around him know that next November it's not going to be a good, uh, a good midterm for them. Now, the progressives in uh in Congress, what were they yelling about yesterday? Well, I mean, there were. There's a big division now in the Democratic Party because the party wants to rally around Biden vis-a-vis Putin, right? But the far, far left, they don't. They don't want any of this. They would just rather withdraw and not have. They, you know, but they're quiet. They're keeping them quiet. But here's the headline: the Alexandria Ocasio Cortezes and these people. They're done for a while. I mean, you're not going to be able to sell climate change anymore, not in this inflationary period we're in. Americans are turning away from that now. I don't see them coming back for a while. Well, there may be a crack in the armor in Albany, uh, Bill. Um, Governor Patterson, tell tell, uh, Mr. O'Reilly what's going on. So, Bill, in the last few hours, Governor Hochul has issued a 10-point plan in her budget uh, to basically change a lot of the bail reform uh, laws uh, back to the way they were before February 2020 when it passed the first time. Now, what's not clear, and you'll never really know until you see the bill memos, is how far this goes, but it demonstrates some movement. And on planet Albany, any movement of all, any sign of life, (laughs) any time that light bends around the atmosphere to get to the public, uh, it's his story. I'll believe it when I see it. Why would they, Governor, put that in the budget bill? Why that, wouldn't that's they just it was break originally. it out to yeah. a separate bill? Well, that's a good bill. It's you know tr- why? Because they don't want to show who's voting for it and who's not voting for it. And the answer is, oh, I voted for the budget bill. That's right. Actually, uh, they actually it. it's called the so big ugly. giving these far-left loons a little uh, Way cover. Out. Political cover. Yeah. Actually, a little the, cover. The, the, so the loons will uh, say, okay, I'm not going to admit a mistake. I'll just vote for the budget because that's what everybody wants. Okay, well, actually, I think finally, I think finally, uh, finally, there's a crack in the armor, and they, and what we've been yelling about. By the way, the poll said that seventy percent of the people agree with us. Right? Oh, Why yeah. should they? I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah. 
Regardless um, of political affiliation. But the other thing that emerged is that uh, Republican internal polling in New York State, and I don't know how that reliable that is because I'm not a party guy, but that has uh, Zeldin being very competitive to Hochul. So whether it's a legitimate poll or not, they're worried. Hochul and, and the far left is worried up in Albany that they may get waxed come November. Bill O'Reilly, what do you think about former Governor Cuomo? He was up in the Bronx today talking about bail reform needs to be changed. No, Meanwhile, he's he, the one that signed off on it. He may go. He may. Go. He hates Hochul. And he's basically doing polling now. I know that to be a fact. Remember, Cuomo still controls millions of dollars in his political action committee that was donated to him while he was governor. He still has that money. $16 million. Yeah, so he can he can poll, he can do a lot of things. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he goes against Hochul, uh, and he may even run as an independent. So he was taking a picture with a woman today, and he said, "Oh, let me be careful not to get too close to you because somebody could say something." So, I mean, he was like joking about. It. I mean, it's true. Let's be real; those allegations were not substantiated, but the other stuff, the COVID and all that, that was really horrendous yeah, I and mean, bad. That's the big thing. If I'm yes. local. I just, but remember, Hoko is lieutenant governor, so it's going to be hard for her to go after Cuomo on the nursing. And I believe that, I, I, Governor Patterson, do you believe that New York State Department of Health saying that the Cuomo administration purposely undercounted nursing home deaths? Do you believe that? Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't say it when he was there. Now that he's not there, uh, that they they might say it, and that's the problem. Well, they did, say, they did it. say it. They did. It was underreported. Right. I mean, that's a felony, right there. So we in New York, unfortunately, are are faced with terrible choices almost everywhere now. But Cuomo himself would know. I mean, that's his life goal now to reattain power. Well, one of the problems that he's going to have, Bill, related to this bail reform, is he signed the bail reform oh, bill yeah. in 2020 when but people it's just were like Biden. Right, it's when, just like Biden. It's exactly the look. I don't know whether it's in the Democrat um, DNA, but Biden's out there going, "Hey, inflation's not my fault; it's Putin's fault." Oh, uh, that's amazing. Everything would swell until Putin invaded, and he. I mean, and there he is. He's just telling you it. So and, Cuomo's going to go, oh, wait a minute. I might have signed it, but no, I didn't really know or something. But around him know that next November it's not going to be a good, uh, a good midterm for them. Now, the progressives in, uh, in Congress, what were they yelling about yesterday? Well, I mean, there were, there's a big division now in the Democratic Party because the party wants to rally around Biden vis-a-vis Putin, right? But the far, far left, they don't, they don't want any of this. They would just rather withdraw and not have – you know, but they're quiet. They're keeping them quiet. But here's the headline. The Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes and these people, they're done for a while. I mean, you're not going to be able to sell climate change anymore, not in this inflationary period we're in. Americans are turning away from that now. I don't see them coming back for a while. Well, there may be a crack in the armor in Albany, uh, Bill. Um, Governor Patterson, tell tell, uh, Mr. O'Reilly what's going on. So, Bill, in the last few hours, Governor Hochul has issued a 10-point plan 
in her budget uh, to basically change a lot of the bail reform uh, laws uh, back to the way they were before February 2020 when it passed the first time. Now, what's not clear, and you'll never really know until you see the bill memos, is how far this goes, but it demonstrates some movement. And on planet Albany, any movement of all, any sign of life, <laughs> any time that light bends around the atmosphere to get to the public, uh, it's a story. I'll believe it when I see it. Why would they, Governor, put that in the budget bill? Why that, wouldn't they just it was break originally. it out to yeah. a separate bill? Well, that's a good bill. It's, you it's know why? Right? Because they don't want to show who's voting for it and who's not voting for it. And the answer is, oh, I voted for the budget bill. That's right. Actually, uh, they actually it. it's called the so Big Ugly. giving these far-left loons a little uh, Way cover. cover. Political cover. Yeah. Actually, a little the, cover. The, the, so the loons will uh, say, okay, I'm not going to admit a mistake. I'll just vote for the budget because that's what everybody wants. Okay, well, actually – no, I think bing, finally, bing, bing, bing. I think finally, uh, finally, there's a crack in the armor, and they, and what we've been yelling about. By the way, the, the poll said that seventy percent of the people agree with us. Right? Oh, Why yeah. should they? I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah. Regardless um, of political affiliation. Yeah. But the other thing that emerged is that uh, Republican internal polling in New York State, and I don't know how that reliable that is because I'm not a party guy. But that has uh, Zeldin being very competitive to Hochul. So whether it's a legitimate poll or not, they're worried. Hochul and, and the far left is worried up in Albany that they may get waxed come November. Bill O'Reilly, what do you think about former Governor Cuomo? He was up in the Bronx today talking about bail reform needs to be changed. No, Meanwhile, he's he, the one that signed off on it. He may go. He, may, he hates Hochul. And he's basically doing polling now. I know that to be a fact. Remember, Cuomo still controls millions of dollars in his political action committee that was donated to him while he was governor. He still has that money. Sixteen million. Yeah. So he can he can poll. He can do a lot of things. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he goes against Hochul uh, and he may even run as an independent. So he was taking a picture with a woman today, and he said, oh, let me be careful not to get too close to you because somebody could say something. So, I mean, he was, like, joking about it. I mean, it's true. Let's be real. Those allegations were not substantiated, but the other stuff, the COVID and all that, that was really horrendous yeah, I and mean, bad. that's the big thing. If I'm yes. Hoko, I just – but remember, Hoko is lieutenant governor, so it's going to be hard for her to go after Cuomo on the nursing. And I believe that I, – I, Governor Patterson, do you believe that? New York State Department of Health saying that the Cuomo administration purposely undercounted nursing home deaths. Do you believe that? Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't say it when he was there. Now that he's not there, <laughs> uh, that they they might say it, and that's the well, problem. They did say, they it. Did say it. They did. It was underreported. Right. I mean, that's a felony, right there. So. We in New York, unfortunately, are, are faced with terrible choices almost everywhere now. But Cuomo himself would know, I mean, that's his life goal now, to reattain power. Well, one of the problems that he's going to have, Bill, related to this bail reform is he signed the bail reform oh, bill yeah. in 2020. When well, people it's just were. Like Biden. Right. It's when, just like Biden. It's exactly the. Look, I don't know whether it's in the Democrat um, DNA. But Biden's out there going, hey, 
Inflation's not my fault. It's Putin's fault. Oh, that's amazing. Everything would swell until Putin invaded. And he, I mean, and there he is. He's just telling you it. So and, Cuomo's going to go, oh, wait a minute. I might have signed it, but no, I didn't really know or something, I would say. But these people have brass you-know-what to go out there and say all this stuff. Well, he's going to have to explain the rest of 2020. All of 2021's budget process, while it was a controversial issue, and now uh, at the end of 2021, he resigns. Now he comes back in 2022 saying that the legislature is not dealing with bail reform. You know, it's the Abraham Lincoln about you can fool some of the people all the time and all that. I think that's what's going to happen, because right now he would pick either side, either the progressive side or the common sense side, if he thought it would help him win. Well, he's always been that way. Andrew Cuomo, so is, and so is Biden. They're very similar. Well, you knew that, Bill, and I knew that, but I think that there may come a time when the majority of the public gets to understand that. I, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter. <laughs> you know, but he doesn't know what he's saying. You know, it's, it's like... If you played it back to him, you go, oh, I didn't say that. Putin made me say it. That was Trump's fault. It's either Trump, Trump COVID or racism. Let's don't don't forget the three-pronged approach I mean, in, in January of last year, inflation was up 1.5%. January this year, it's up 7.8%. And Putin did it? Well, Putin didn't even start doing anything until February. It's like an arsonist. You guys don't know that, but Putin snuck over here and capped all the wells in Alaska. (laughs) You didn't know that. He went right across the Bering Sea, and he capped them all. That's right. The latest uh, gambit from the progressives in the Democratic Party in Congress, Bill, is they want to have an absolute ban on any future drilling on federal lands. Yeah, that's a good strategy. That's great. I mean, you know, I mean, looking at these people have a death wish. Uh, I do believe that. But you know what? History goes in cycles. And we're going through pain now. All the people who work for a living and the poor people were going through pain. But in order for your tooth to get better, you have to get it extracted sometime. And I think the Democratic Party is going to have to reach a nadir before it reforms itself. Because now it's totally out of control. Bill O'Reilly, you're a journalist like myself, and you also observe kind of like, I feel like as a journalist, you observe the human species in a way. And I look at a lot of body language. Governor Hochul, when she walked out onto that ice to drop that puck at the Rangers game, she seemed pretty shocked. No, they she, didn't like her at all. She seemed shocked, though, by the booze. Did you, you get that, too? you got booed? Because what's right below Madison Square Garden? Penn Station. Station. The Wasteland. Penn Station, the Wasteland. Walking Dead. Half the crowd in the garden had a walk through Penn Station. Hochul doesn't even know that. Okay? (laughs) That's why she got booed. Right. Who wants quality of life that we have now under a Democratic administration? I mean, she's lucky she got out there alive. I mean, that's not the place where you want to drop the puck. She dropped the ball when it comes to bail reform. She should have dropped the puck in Wolfgang Puck's restaurant. Then she would have been okay, but not in the garden going through Penn Station. No, it is is very rare that any elected official gets introduced at a major sports event and isn't booed. I just want to point that out. I get booed when I go. Sometimes. It's very interesting. Sometimes 
Uh, I was at a Yankee game. Oh, it had to be 10 years ago with Trump. And we're sitting there and, and they're on, on the big diamond vision. Um, they put Trump first and it's mixed. And then they panned to me and it was, there was um, applause. Trump was really teed off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to be talking about at the 9 o'clock show tonight, uh, Bill? How to defeat Putin. How to beat evil. What you have to do to beat evil. It's a really good show. And you know me, I'm pretty cocky. But this no. one, Shock. this is really worth Shock. tuning in for. How to beat Putin. How to beat evil. 9 o'clock tonight on 770 on the AM dial or WABCradio.com worldwide or BillOReilly.com. And uh, I'll be listening uh, to you tonight, uh, Bill O'Reilly. It's not Sorry, cocky, Bill. you got to say confident. Keep it under control tonight. Happy St. We'll Patrick's Day. Bye. Take care. Um, Bill O'Reilly, as always, telling it like it is. And so do you guys. So does Governor Patterson. That was good. That was well, good. by the way, we also have a... Uh, can we take a break and we'll come back and we have a few other things to talk about. Let's take a break and we'll come back. A station built just for you. Entertaining talk, information, and New York opinions. That is the stupidest, dumbest, most idiotic idea I ever heard of. The world famous and American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCRadio.com. Today is St. Patrick's Day, and 77 WABC is celebrating all day long. We're honoring Irish Americans and the contributions they have made to our great country. 77 WABC is celebrating St. Patrick's Day all day long, honoring Irish Americans and the contributions they have made to our great country. What could be better than to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with New York's famous Irishman, favorite Irishman, the one and only Malachi McCourt? Good morning to you. Good afternoon to you. How are you, my dear friend? If I was any better, Jones, God would be jealous. <laughs> Malachi, are you going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Is that a big thing in your life? Well, it, you know, St. Patrick was an Englishman. He was captured when he was a kid, and he was brought to Ireland by an Irish pirate. And he was sold, and he became a shepherd on the hills of Antrim. And his name is not Patrick. I mean, his real name is Maywin Suckett. Is his no, family is that name. true? That's true, yeah. Yeah, he was a slave. And he spent his time in the north of Ireland. And then he escaped and went to uh, France and became a priest, went to Rome and became a bishop. And the Pope Celestine said to him, what would you like to do now? And he said, I'd like to go back to Ireland. And then he took the name Patrick, Patrick from the Latin, which is Patricius, which is, means uh, nobleman in the Latin. He took it from the Latin. That's uh -huh. how Patrick came about. What a story. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you and yours. We've had a lot of adventures. All Indeed. the best to you, Malachi. Enjoy the day. And I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC. More ahead. Indeed, Joan. Thank you so much. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Today is a, and 77 WABC is celebrating all day long. There is a lot of heritage, lots of food. We're honoring Irish Americans and the contributions they have made to our great country. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Right hands, yep.
Well, we're back. This is John Katzmatidis. And, and I had an interesting conversation today. I spoke to Peter Schweitzer, uh, who has a new book called Red Handed. And you know what it's about? It's about uh, American citizens, American business people mm-hmm. doing p- business in China and their belief that making money was more important than, than, uh, than being loyal to America. And uh, we have a little bit of a clip. It's going to play on Sunday, the interview. But let's do that two-minute clip we have. I see the problem, and I've said to everybody, that this November, the midterm elections, uh, we're depending on America to get back on track because right now we're selling America's soul to, to foreigners. I hope this book has an effect uh, on midterm elections. What say you on that? Well, look, what we know is that the Republicans have said if they retake the House – uh, based on my book, uh, Congressman McCarthy, who will be the Speaker of the House, says he wants to subpoena uh, the Biden's final financial records. He wants committee investigations. So, you know, for me, talk is cheap, but I hope that happens. And and I think it's vitally important because if we have the Congress right now, if we have the same Congress that we have right now uh, going ahead after these elections, none of this will be investigated. None of this will be looked into. Uh, and it will be a tragedy for the country, regardless of what your political affiliation is. Has our federal departments that investigate these kind of things been politicized? I mean, the Department of Justice is supposed to oversee everything, but it looks like they're part of it. Yeah, it's very frustrating because a lot of the institutions that are supposed to be policing us, that are supposed to be enforcing the laws, don't apply those laws uh, to elites the way that they apply it uh, to the rest of us. I think the other problem is, is that, you know, look, they're very shrewd about the way in which they do it. They run it through businesses. The businesses look legitimate, even though they're not. Um, So you have a situation where they mask these transactions very well. But the bottom line is the information is there. uh, The documents are clear. The information in the book comes from the Hunter Biden laptop. It comes from email collections of other Hunter Biden's uh, business partners. Uh, And it's there in black and white. And it's now up to our law enforcement agencies to investigate this and do something about it. Because if we don't, John, what's going to end up happening is this is just going to expand. If you let some politicians get away with this behavior, other politicians are going to greedily do the same thing. Well, that was uh – uh, wait, wait till you hear the whole interview on Sunday. and Your show's at 8 a.m. You know, right? Don't forget, there was Americans that were helping Hitler in World War II. I mean, you're a historian, uh, uh, Governor. I mean, uh, what do you know about that? Oh, a ship of uh, Jewish people trying to escape Germany was turned away by the United States in 1939. No, I'm talking about the American companies, oh, American well, banks making money well, John, uh, in not Germany. Only, not Ford, only that. Mm-hmm. But the Chinese companies that have invested in universities around this country needs to be looked at. And that's why if someone comes to these schools now and tries to speak out against China, they aren't allowed to speak. They get expelled. And meanwhile, you can have a guy who killed two cops and is on parole, that Anthony Bottom, and he can go speak at a SUNY SUNY school. I mean, did you hear about that one? Yeah. I mean, that's terrible. But the the thing is that en masse – uh, Chinese interests funding American colleges is a major issue. It's right up there with the businesses because it is actually now starting to to sway our thought in a way that's more fact that 
President Xi said in 1998, and he repeated it in 2018, that China will take over the world by 2049. And that's the that's the communist doctrine. They don't work in um, election cycles or five-year business plans. Well, they work in I mean, long-term. I'll be 101 by then, so I'm, I'm okay with no, no, we, listen, we all God. deeply care about this country. Oh, my and, God. And this, is, this is what I uh, said with my son the other day. You know, all these climate change people are worried about climate change over the next 100 or 200 years. How they about don't now? Realize, How about now? Well, they don't realize that over the next 20, if we keep going the way we're going over the next 20, 30 years, we lose. we're in deep crap. We lose. We might not we have lose. a country. No, but the fact of the matter, what Governor Patterson said is absolutely correct. The infiltration of the American universities and the, the advanced sciences, and we give them all the information, they learn everything, and then they run back to China, or if they stay here, they send it back the information anyway. Right. It's a very dangerous like, phenomenon. Your Honor, like the space program, we gave them all the information. Now they're sending up their uh, satellites, not just to try to get to Mars, but to disable our nuclear warheads that we have in space. That was one of the reasons for Space Force. And even no matter how dumb Washington is, they haven't touched Space Force. You notice that. You know, you're right. But at the beginning, they laughed at it. Remember yep. that? Yep. They laughed at Trump, and yet he understood what the problem was. Could we just again talk about just how backwards our world is? That we can have a guy named Anthony Bottom who in back in 1971, he killed two New York City police officers. He was sentenced to 25 years for to life. He was part of the Black Panthers. Now he's scheduled to speak at SUNY Brockport. He's being hailed as some sort of no, he, civil they, rights no, hero. No, it's worse than that. They're saying he was a political prisoner. Right. He was a political prisoner. They're hail, hailing him as some kind of hero, and he killed two cops and only served 25 years, Anthony Bottom. But yet if you have anybody who's on the right wing or something like that, a Republican or Donald Trump or – Ben Shapiro go and speak so, at a college campus. Got, so, it, so it, truly, hell breaks truly Lydia, we've hit bottom. Well, I understand. Oh, God. I understand. <laughs> no, actually, the problem, Judge, is that we haven't hit bottom. I understand <laughs> Frank Morano got banned from YouTube. Was it YouTube or Twitter? I heard it was YouTube. Was it? I don't know. I he know mentioned he... the word election dash, 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 dash. Well, now. Well, I, I mean, mean, this is crazy. Well, look at the New York Times. This is nuts. Over a year later, they're finally they're finally confirming what we knew all along that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. And yet, do, are they going to apologize? Or apologize? Is Twitter turned, apologizing to the, the New election. York Post? That turned the election around. Remember when we had Miranda Devine on? She laid it all out there. Every dis, every piece of disinformation that went out there was out there. Any time well, to correct it, but was they got suppressed. At least, at least in Albany. There's a finally, I think there may be a crack in the armor because they see the polls. Seventy percent yes. of uh, New Yorkers believe in what we're saying. Eight and a half million people deserve to be safe instead of 3,000 criminals. But John Katzmatidis, why do they have to wait for the polls? COVID's finally over. Let's take the mask off the kids because of the polls. These now, politicians live on polls. Now on, now the criminals. Okay, let's put th- these 3,000 people. Let's keep murderers behind bars. Let's get the homeless off the subways. We've been calling about this for t- two years now, at least, since the bail reform you know, law you know came, went about, into effect. What this is about is you have Albany, State Assembly, the State Senate, and in the city, the New York City Council, controlled by the extreme left, they have super majorities. They push through anything and well, everything. Well, Judge, we're going to cancel the cancel culture because they, they, they have no reason to live. 
I mean, we don't want them to change the way our way of life. If they don't like our way of life, we'll buy them one-way tickets to Venezuela because that's a that's the way of life they're advocating. I bet if we had a nice conversation with Governor Hochul, she would say, "You know what? We need to get New York City back on track." But she's surrounded herself by people that are advising her. Well, let's on see the what track. happens. Let's see yeah. if there's a well, there's some evidence that maybe she's turning away. I from hope that. so. I hope so. On the line with us right now, someone who knows a lot about bail reform is former police commissioner Ray Kelly, also a fellow Irishman. A how, little bit Irish. He's Irish. How, how Irish are you, Commissioner <laughs> Kelly? Top of the evening uh, to you. I'm, I'm going to say that all night, by the way. To you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yes, it's always a great day. And um, happy to be Irish. And I was actually the Grand Marshal of the parade in 2010, as Peter King is uh, has been today. And it was just a terrific experience, a day that I'll always treasure and, and remember. I, I remember that, Commissioner. I was there. I was governor at the time. Yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> Very true. How are you, Governor? I'm good. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. Commissioner Kelly, what do you think about Hochul possibly looks like she might be reforming bail reform? Is Albany's armor cracking? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, I don't think she has the juice to change it. And I know you, you mentioned a 10-point plan. I think is one big change that has to be done that exists throughout the country. The only place that doesn't have it is New York State, and that is giving a judge the ability to judge dangerousness and look at people's previous record. They can't do that now for the vast majority of crimes, misdemeanors that uh, come before them. So, it, it, you know, they are particularly arrogant. They've got a supermajority in, uh, you know, in the state legislature. They knew about these issues. They did it in camera, I think it was in 2019. They did it without any public discussion. And then they went through the charade of adjusting some aspects of it in 2020. And also it was done in secret. It was done in camera. And, you know, the governor signed off on both of these things. So uh, I, think, uh, I think she's saying the right things. I think she's going to have a real hard time in making any, any changes with that. Uh, Judge Weinberg, I mean, uh, uh, used to be, we used to call three strikes and you're out. What is it now? Fourteen strikes and you're well, still in. And explain well, what dangerousness means. Dangerousness, for people. dangerousness means that you're a threat to the public safety and your fellow human beings. And and as the commissioner has correctly pointed out, forty nine other states allow a judge to decide that a particular defendant is dangerous to the community, as well as the federal system allows it. So judges. Have always played, and this is the dirty little secret uh, amongst judges. And I'll tell you this: when they have somebody who's really dangerous, they have to go through the standards of the Bail Act in the in the criminal procedure law, and they try to figure out a way to hold somebody in without saying it's dangerousness. So what they say is it's a very serious offense. It's a very serious penalty. Uh, they're, they're not likely to to come back, which is the only legitimate standard under the law. So they go through this mental gymnastics to justify what everybody needs to know what the truth is. They want to hold them in because they're a threat. And Commissioner Kelly, it's sad that that feces attack, John always says they're full of crap and that that attack had to happen. And that guy also committed a hate crime and he was arrested multiple, multiple times. And he was simply just let go and to go hang out at his luxury hotel room paid for by our taxpayer dollars. Absolutely incredible, isn't it? That's the world in which we're living uh, today. 
And uh, anything she can do, by the way, the governor, I, <laughs> I applaud as far as changing it. But uh, as I say, I think it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to do. Commissioner, well, we, had, uh, we had the new commissioner on last Friday, and she says out of the 6,600 arrests for guns, 6,400 never showed up in court. What does that tell us? And, John, you spoke to the chief of detectives and you said, what, three, four thousand criminals commit the same crimes over and over. If we put those people away, we would solve 85 percent of our problems, basically, when it comes to crime. Commissioner Kelly, what do you think? Well, obviously, we have to incarcerate more more people. It's just, but violent, violent. It's violence. Yeah. I'm sorry. Violent it's criminals. Of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But also, I think some. People commit misdemeanors as uh, as well. It just don't mm-hmm. get caught blanche just because it, it, it's a misdemeanor. But the gun statistic is is particularly startling. I mean, uh, guns are the problem. It is a major problem, and yet uh, actually, it's like eighty percent of the people who uh, have been arrested with a gun are out, are have not been incarcerated, have not gone to uh, prison at all or jail. I should say, even in the in the judicial process. So, uh, you know, unless that changes, we're going to continue to have big problems with guns. And I, I also very uh, questionable as to this new gun unit that was put out on patrol. Putting these cops out in uniform is not uh, going to be particularly helpful in making the arrests that were made in the past by anti-crime units. It involves stealth, it involves surveillance, it involves following people uh, at times. You know, using taxi cabs, that sort of thing. And this certainly not exposing your identity. Do that. And now with their name right. tags. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I, I wish her well. Uh, I think she certainly means well. We're going we're gonna to see. We'll have to give uh, Mayor Adams maybe a couple more months, but uh, he's running out of time. And there was another statistic out of the thousand homeless people that they gathered up on the subways, only 22 of them agreed to go to shelters. I mean, yeah. where where do you put them anyway? Well, you can't. Well, the answer to that, and the commissioner knows this, the answer to that is you have plenty of land, you have plenty of buildings on Rikers. But what's the solution right now? So get them off the subways, get them off the streets, get them to Rikers and get them treated. I think the bail reform law and include mentally ill being taken to hospital. Yeah, that's one of the 10 points in her plan. Is it? Absolutely yes. essential. So take a person to the hospital yeah. even if they refuse. Yeah, you take you take yeah, but them. They, they have to be adjudicated. That's right. Uh, mentally ill. They have to go before a judge before uh, they can go into an institution. Right, they have to be a threat to themselves and to others. Correct. Yeah. And not just be in a, be allowed to just uh, slowly commit suicide on the streets because that's essentially what they're doing. Right. You cannot take someone and, and have them institutionalized off the street without going through a judicial process. And, of course, and, that, that, and, that's very rare. And, Commissioner, and, apparently the judges have stopped holding these 730 hearings where you determine the fitness of the defendant to go to trial, that they they have not been doing that because they don't have any place to put these people because New York, for the last 30 years, stopped building mental health facilities. Sure. Absolutely. It was all going to be handled by medication. Uh, but what happens when the individual doesn't take his or her medication? And there's no follow-up uh, care. That's right. And there's no way to, to enforce that, and to, and except very limited 
uh, in circumstances. So we need to rethink this whole issue. We need to be able to institutionalize some of these people for their own good. <laughs> you and for know, the good of the eight and a half million well. New Yorkers. Yeah, exactly. Commissioner exactly. Kelly. You can see it out in the street. You can feel it. Commissioner Kelly, thank you for everything you've done for New York and continue to speak out for New York. And uh, New York was the safest uh, city in the country when you were here. And uh, God bless you. And we need God's blessing now. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, John. Thanks a lot. Take care. Take care. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we have Senator Alphonse D'Amato that has a few things to say. Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC Traffic and Transit. On the Deegan, an accident cleared ice 87 southbound at Van Cortland Park, exit 11. Brooklyn BQE traffic jamming eastbound between the Prospect Expressway, exit 24, and Cobden Plaza at 28A. In Manhattan, we have vehicle fire blocking the right lane FDR Drive northbound between 79th Street and 96th Street. Checking the bridges and tunnels, the GWB inbound, upper OK, lower OK, outbound heavy, Lincoln inbound, 5 to 10 outbound, 20 to 30, Holland inbound, OK from the turnpike, 10 to 15 from Route 1 and 9, and outbound, 20 to 30. I'm Bob Brown with your 77 WABC Traffic and Transit Update. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Cityside Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Cityside Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 646-715-5555. That's 646-715-5555. 5555. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Cityside Medical Clinic now to qualify. 646-715-5555. It's Ramsey Mazda's Sundays with Sinatra. With your host, Joe Piscopo. This Sunday night starting at 6. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. It's witchcraft. It's Ramsey Mazda's Sundays with Sinatra. This Sunday night starting at 6. With me, Joe Piscopo. On W Music Radio. ABC. John Well, we're back, and uh, this is Cats at Night, the 5 o'clock show, the number one show at 5 o'clock. And uh, with us today is Senator Alphonse D'Amato. And, and I heard you have a few things to say, uh, Senator. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Sleepy Joe, thank God <laughs> his press secretary, because he screwed up when he first uh, would not say that uh, – uh, Putin was a war criminal. Then he came back and, you know, saved the day by saying, yeah, he's, he's a war criminal. Um, we should have been talking about that before. But more importantly, we should have been getting over to the Ukraine the kinds of weapon systems uh, that they need uh, before this thing became so critical. 
And and it was only because Zelensky uh, captivated the world, and he did, um, uh, that we began uh, and, and made this last thing. Oh, we did $800 million. We should have had it over there a long time ago. We knew this thing was building up. What were we doing? Crossing our fingers and hoping for the two or three months that the Russians were, were massing and put over 120,000 troops around Ukraine. Senator, were you surprised that the Russian troops were that bad? Um, I, a combination. Yes, I was. I was surprised because they were the vaunted great army. They were held out as these, you know, uh, sure, suppressing poor countries, suppressing poor regimes. And I guess they didn't do such a great job in Afghanistan because they turned and they really did run. They really did retreat. Um, but um, uh, the fact is that no one thought uh, that they would get a beating because they have really been beaten in many ways by a, a basically a handful compared to their huge army, a handful of people who have made up their mind that they were going to fight for their country. Kind of reminds me of the Minutemen and the British. Yep. Yep. One heck of a job. How's that song going? In 1814, we took a little trip. (laughs) Senator, it's uh, it's Richard Weinberg, sir. I want to ask you about the compulsion of the Biden administration to do the Iran deal. And particularly now they seem to be saying as part of the deal is they're going to declassify the Revolutionary Guards as a terrorist organization. What do you think about that? I think it's a, a surrender for no reason. I think they're engage, in, in, in engaging in a very dangerous undertaking because Iran is going to keep looking to build uh, a, atomic weapon systems. Make no mistake about it. And, and Israel, thank God for Israel, because they realize it. And they, they, they know that they'll be on the receiving end of that. And so uh, the, the only reason they haven't had uh, the, the kind of atomic weapon systems that they want is because Israel has been subverting them. And, and we've got to hope that they can continue to do that. But we're going to free up uh, a, another mad, craven uh, regime uh, because that's what they are. They're, they're lunatics. If, if you don't pray the way they want, uh, we kill you. And that's what they do. This is incredible. Incredible. So, And we'll give them billions of dollars. And what do they do with the billions of dollars? What they'll do is build more weapon systems. What they'll do is look to subvert the people around them. And bomb us. What they'll do, what they will do is, is endanger peace. In that, in that area of the world, and they'll they'll be a danger to the United States. This is incredible. But Sleepy Joe keeps talking. Oh, by the way, high gas prices. It's all because of Senator Damato. What happened to your friend? He was a. What happened to him? Was he always like this? Is he senile? What is going on with Joe? I I have a. a, a, a it's more than getting older, and forgetting. I do that all the time now. But um, the, the fact is that Joe ran in a state where the people are rather mainstream, moderates. So it was easy for him to be a moderate Democrat. 
when he ran for the presidency and took on a Democratic primary, he had Bernie to the left. He wasn't going to get to the left of Bernie, so we held him out as the moderate. Now that he's in power, the truth comes out. And all of a sudden, we have to stop uh, using gasoline, stop using gas. I mean, I understand you don't want to be burning uh, the worst kinds of things, but we were improving our environment. We were moving in the right direction before he went totally out of his mind. And so now you're seeing the real Joe Biden, the socialist, the left winger. Government should do everything for everybody. And who pays? Well, that's all right. We'll just tax and tax. And before you know it, Whatever you you make will be paid to the government and taxes. But Senator D'Amato, Senator D'Amato, Biden said it's Putin's fault for the high gas prices. It's Putin's fault for the inflation. He said it's all Putin's fault. He came here, he capped off the wells, he stopped the drilling. He said no to the Keystone Pipeline. It's all Putin. Yeah. Well, he he, Uh, right now I think we're getting a call in from uh, the Ukraine. Breaking news, WABC. And we have on the line, I'm sorry, Senator D'Amato, we have on the Stay line on, with us. Senator. Say on, uh, I, Irene, Irenas, Irina Shatakima in Kiev. She's a member of the Volunteer Defense Forces. Irina, you're right there. Tell us exactly what is going on. You're on the ground in Ukraine. Yeah, the situation here is very terrible as Kiev, uh, the capital of Ukraine, is totally surrounded by Russian troops. So they are like Russian troops, uh, Russian tanks. They are all around uh, Kiev region and they are uh, fighting. They are bombing. And uh, please do not trust Russians when they are saying that Russian armed forces don't bomb towns and cities because they do. And hundreds of residential buildings have been damaged and destroyed uh, as have hospitals and schools. So we are sitting in the bomb shelter, and every time, every morning, uh, I wake up. Uh, I wake up like at 5 p.m. because of the alarm sound. That means that I need to go to the bomb shelter because every time a bomb uh, can destroy my house. We have a lot of terrible pictures from Kiev and uh, other cities in Ukraine, like Kharkiv, Zaporizhia, uh, Mariupol, where, like you know, schools, uh, kindergartens, and uh, hospitals and just uh, the civilian houses have been ruined by Russian bombs. You, uh, you, do so the Ukrainians like, have enough, do your people have enough guns and enough bullets? Yes, I'm very proud of my brave people because, uh, you know, we have very good armed forces and despite this, they also have the territorial defense forces. That means that it's like uh, the ordinary people, just those people who went voluntarily to serve to our country and a lot of uh, my friends, a lot of young young guys and even my boyfriend is now in the territorial defense forces and they are not afraid. They are ready to uh, to stay for our country, to stay for our integrity, to stay for our democracy and for our independence. Senator so D'Amato, would you like to talk to Anna? Anna, let me yes. tell you, you are inspirational. Your president is inspirational and your people who are standing up uh, to the brutality of the Russians, and you've demonstrated to the world great courage. God bless you, and and may keep you you alive and strong, and your country, 
We are all proud of you, uh, uh, really. And we owe an obligation to, to get you the kind of military equipment and support so that you will eventually free your homeland from this maniac because Putin is sick, deranged. And we have to show that we have the strength and the courage to support you and your people. God bless you, my dear. And uh, would you like anything else would you like to say uh, about uh, uh, and we can, you know, you can call upon us anytime because we WABC, we want to we want to know the truth and we want to know what the heck is going on. That's true that Putin is a killer. And uh, the Ukrainians are very brave and we are more than grateful to our international partners who are sending us the weapons, who are supporting us in, in, in any way. And, uh, of course, like, uh, all of us, we will stay here, we will volunteer, we will, like, I'm 22 years old, I'm a student, but I'm here and I'm not afraid of Putin. So uh, we will do everything to stay Do you have anti-tank weapons? Uh, right now, no, but in case Russian troops uh, will enter Kiev, I, I do. Understood. Well, well, thank you, thank guys. Thank you so much, Irina. Thank you so thank much. You. We have to take a hard stay break. Safe. Thank you, Senator D'Amato, and, and thank you. Uh, uh, and stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Let's thank take you that so break, much. that hard break we have to take. Entertaining and informative with plenty of it. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Online at WABCRadio.com. Anything they say, do it. And the WABC Radio app at 77 WABC. It's not even close. Download it from Google Play and the App Store. Trunk Radio 77 WABC. You know that saying, think outside the box? Well, tonight, Goya's asking you to think inside the box for a change with Goya Rice Mixes. The Goya each have a unique blend of authentic Latin flavors and take only minutes to prepare. Plus, there are more than 20 varieties. Yellow rice, Mexican rice, rice primavera, and their newest addition, Goya Paella. It's all in the box. This paella is a traditional Spanish dish made with premium seafood and Valencia-type rice. Perfect to prepare this classic dish. Ready in three easy steps. Infinite possibilities. Endless deliciousness. Sometimes thinking inside the box just makes sense. Goya Rice Mixes. Make your life easier and more delicious. Find them in the Goya section of the store. And learn more about Goya Rice Mixes at Goya.com. If it's Goya, it has to be good. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Racket Report. From insurance salesman to mob boss of Hollywood, the one and only Ori Spado. I'm as a so-called Hollywood fixer. Were you like a Ray Donovan of your era? Yes, I was. A couple of the episodes they did on the first season of Ray Donovan were actually a couple of things that I actually had done. You know, they did it and they made it more Hollywood, you follow me? Because I handled my problems sitting down with the parties and I resolved them nicely with my demeanor, the way I talked, and that's how I began and word got out how I corrected a problem and agents, lawyers, studios started contacting me. I did it nice and quietly. I did my job, never talked about it, and I still don't talk about it. 
Download all of Red Apple Media's podcasts right now through your favorite podcast platform. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night Show. On the line with us right now is the nation's one of the nation's leading economists, Steve Moore. How are you, Steve? Uh, good to be with you guys. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day and Happy Purim. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, my friend. <laughs> well, Steve, uh, you know what the heck is going on with the economy? Give us your opinion. Well, I'm worried about it, frankly, John. I mean, we're, we, the numbers that came out a couple of days ago show producer prices are running at about 10% now, inflation. And as you know, when you get producer prices rise, consumer prices rise. So we may be seeing higher inflation, not lower inflation, in the next couple of months. And then the concern, John, is as this inflation gets higher and higher and consumers feel the pinch Uh, And it's not just a pinch now, (laughs) I guess we should call it a shock, uh, that you're going to start to see uh, a little bit of a pullback on the economy. The economy right now through the first two and a half months of this year, you know what the growth rate has been? 0.5 percent, John, 0.5 percent. That's crawling. Well, you know, when uh, you talk about the uh, uh, inflation rate going forward, uh, I was on uh, uh, Cavuto's show the other day and the estimate, my estimate for food, because we already got price increases and we're in the food business, 12 to 20 percent over the next 45 to 60 days. Are you serious? Well, that, if that happens, then well, we are. Buy, uh, you know what I told my friends? Or Nabisco is one of the big raises. Buy your Oreos and put them in the uh, cupboard right because you, where yeah. else can you make 12 to 20 yeah. percent in 60 days? <laughs> Sell them on the eBay. That means people are going to start hoarding, uh, you know, Oreos and oranges and and uh, asparagus and and beef. I'm going to be Johnny Carson. You're going to run out of toilet tissue too. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> then then the price goes even higher. Look, I mean, the 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 genesis of this crisis, as you guys know, because I've talked about it many times on on my show, more uh, money, but also on this show, it's the energy war against the United States that was launched by the Biden people and the, and the green energy folks. And it has caused real problems it's reverberating around the economy. We've got to switch, switch course and we got to start producing as much energy as we possibly can, whether it's our oil, our gas, our coal, our nuclear power, use everything we got, John, because uh, we, every time we import a barrel of oil from Russia, we're just hurting the Ukrainian uh, freedom fighters. And, uh, and benefiting the we're, we're making uh, the the other side of the world rich, and we're making North America poor. Our adversaries that, rich. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the that, good that, news is we'll start buying from Venezuela. Is that the good news? Yeah, or from right. Iran. You know, Venezuela. Well, the, you know, you think about it: Venezuela, Iran, uh, Russia. Uh, all our enemies are these oil producers. And incidentally, we have more oil in Texas and Alaska and North Dakota and Oklahoma and Pennsylvania, West Virginia, than all those countries have. So it doesn't make any sense. And I, I pray at night that that the uh, that the Democrats start. You know, changing their tune on American energy, but so far, I mean, you know, Jennifer Granholm, the Energy Secretary, and uh, and the uh, Transportation Secretary Buttigieg, all they're talking about is this is why we need even more green energy, and and that just is not the solution right now to this problem. Even by the way, Elon Musk, who is the <laughs> the biggest seller of electric cars, says we need more oil and gas right now. Steve Moore, you know what the solution is? Polling. 
because it seems that whenever the Democrats see polling that goes against them, then all of a sudden they have a come to Jesus moment and they change their policies. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, I hope nobody buys this lie by Biden. I'm doing everything I can to, you know, increase the supply of oil and gas. No, he's not. He's no, doing he's not. nothing. Yeah. He's doing nothing. He, yeah. you know, he's, he's buying uh, uh, batteries for electric cars in China. He's giving you China uh, lithium from Afghanistan to make the batteries. I mean, he's he's paying Russia $100 a, a barrel for oil. He wants to pay Venezuela We're $100 barrel for oil. He's making OPEC zillionaires again. I mean, I can't, I don't understand this. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, we just have a new study coming out at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity that, that finds that the value of our oil and gas and coal reserves under federal lands is is between 25 and 50 trillion trillion dollars. Now, you want to pay off the national debt. You want to create hundreds and hundreds of thousands of new job, high paying jobs. I mean, you're in the energy business. I mean, think about. And by the way, at one hundred and ten dollars a barrel, if. If President Trump were still president today, we'd be we'd be producing 15 million. You know, the big mistake that uh, Trump made. What? He didn't buy Greenland. Six hundred million dollars. That's cheap. (laughs) (laughs) That is cheap. That's some real estate deal. Could you imagine the minerals under there? There you go. Now, I'm going to tell you my uh, because I know we're out of time. I got to tell you my uh, St. Patrick's Day joke. Are you ready? Go. Why is in why is um, Ireland always a good place to invest in? Why? Because the capital is always Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> that, is so that is a great St. Patrick's Ron, joke. You know, who, joke. you know whose joke that is? Who? Our good friend Art Laffer, and he, okay. he tells it a lot better I than it. I do. <laughs> so, thank you, Steve Moore. God bless you, and thank you, Governor Patterson, Judge Weinberg. We need at least one Republican in the room. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day, John. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy, happy Purim. Purim. Happy Purim. Uh, Lydia Serrani. When, when, is our, when are we celebrating Albania? One of these days. I'm from the Bronx. I'm an American. Albania. <laughs> America. Well, God bless New York. God bless America. And we pray for our friends in the Ukraine. And we pray a lot.